This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who our Patreon where every Sunday you get a entire another episode of Says Who. If you give it the five or ten dollar a month level, we got a little bit hinky there while uh, while I was out on the road, but we are back with a vengeance. It wasn't so, too bad. It was not. No, I, we, we just missed, missed one or two. Yeah. One. I think we just missed the one. I think we only missed one of the regular episode. And we might have missed two Mm-mm. bonus. I no? think we got all the bonuses. <laughs> well, the, no, Except we definitely one. didn't get all of them. Anyway, point being, now we will get all of them at patreon.com slash says who. Also, it... You, do you know how tired I am of deflecting all of the fresh, like the hello fresh boxes that wanna and the mattresses that are always like knocking on our door, like, hey, let us in, we want to advertise with you. And we're like, get out of here, you fucking capitalist scum. We only do Patreon by the people for the people. That's right. Take, take your boxes and shove them right up your ass, is what I say. I say, listen, I have a guy who used to occasionally come to my house with a super high-powered vacuum that he wore on his back like a Ghostbuster. He was on some sort of FBI watch list for bugging people, and he absolutely broke into Blue Apron headquarters, and I am—I have his number. I will send him to you if you do not get off our ass. And they're like, whoa, you don't have to get all crazy about it. And I'm like, get out of here, you box services. It's pretty much right. Stop send, sending me a single baby potato in 20 pounds of packaging. Get fucked. But, but books are good, though. And I think you should read them. And look, a lot of you have read The Box in the Woods. And for that, I thank you. That's a different kind of box service, although it does feature inside the story something called Box Box. I was and so bag mad bag. when I got to that part. Box Box. It's like, God damn it. Yep. Um. And uh, for everybody who's read it and bought copies for everybody in your neighborhood, forced them upon strangers, stood at the end of people's driveways at the, at the edge of night and just sat there going, read it, read the book, and then just throwing themselves and pressing their faces against people's windows going, have you read the book yet? And I want to thank you for all that. And I want you to say, keep it up. Um, and if anything, increase your efforts, get out there. Really, really let people know that they need to be, and uh, through any means necessary, let people know that they need to read this book. You can even get that book if you go to bookshop.org slash shop slash says who. You can order it, uh, not direct from us, but in a way that will help both independent bookshops and us. Uh, All Maureen's books are there. Uh, My couple of books are there. And books we have mentioned on the show are there. Then they have a whole lot of other books. Got a new one. Coming out in four weeks, Dev. Yeah, it's there too. It's the year of Johnson. Boy, oh boy. Anyway, speaking of other things you can get, you can go to merch.sayswhopodcast.com and get Says Who merchandise. We have shirts and mugs and all sorts of other things with uh, witty slogans, logos, and all the rest at merch.sayswhopodcast.com. And finally... If you would like to join me and Janice on the road this past summer, all four weeks of thehitchpodcast.com are out at thehitchpodcast.com. You can join us for 28 
episodes. Binge them all, get in the trailer, hear us worry about the Delta variant while also exploring parts of America as safely as we can at thehitchpodcast.com. I got my mug out, Dan. It says, fuck this shit. Yeah. I like that. My favorite part is the other side. Aw, little flowers. Beautiful flowers. That's nice. Every once in a while, because this is one of my favorite mugs, I when we have our weekly Skype call with Oscar's parents, Oops. I often have this mug, and I I usually hold it like this, flower-facing, but every once in a while I forget. Oops. And I'm, and I'm just holding a sign in their face that says, my nice English in-laws, and I'm just holding up a sign that says, fuck this shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things, Dan. Um, yeah. Books. Everything. What? Ah. Uh. Let's see, here we got uh, fish, ship knits, uh, pizza bits. Hi! Oh. Hello? Kid, Kid is that Hello, you? you? Hello, I'm Is someone calling me? Uh, where? I'm, I'm at the takeout windows. I'm what? looking. Who are you? Oh, uh, it's me. I'm Rudy Giuliani, the former mayor in New York. What? And I guess, uh, can I... Can I take your order, please? Uh, there's a there's a kid that normally works That's, here. Do you do you know no, where he's at? So I said that I could do it for him. What? I just yeah. Hey, listen, I'm just looking for some work. So. Oh no. Can I take your food order, please? Uh, you don't recognize me, do you, Mr. Mayor? I just. I uh, well, I mean, you're just a voice in my head. Right. There's a lot of them. That's, that's really good, actually. Uh, well, um, uh, I guess I'll have uh, a cheeseburger. Okay, one chicken. No, a cheeseburger. One fish. Uh, large fries. One large fly. Um, do you have any chicken nuggets? Burgers. Got no, some burgers. Chicken nuggets. Got some soda. You want a soda? E, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take. Put a little something into it. Just no, I, I don't no want charge. that, Mr. Mayor. No, I just want a Coke. Just, yeah, a Coke. Yeah, this is that. not. I not, got that too. That's you oh, know what I mean. Oh, Wang. Well, pick me upper. This is well, not normally. Pick me upper. You want a little pick me upper? No, Mr. Mayor. Huh? Uh. Can I have a shake? Sure. Just like, okay, move. I'm shaking for no, you. No, no. Like Do you a, see it? No, like a vanilla I shake. Okay, well, they shake for me. Uh-huh. Shake for you. Oh. You got it? Yeah. Do you got it? Do you sell apple pie? Oh, well, not, that gives me gas. Uh, uh, oh. I. Uh, yeah, this I remember well from really glad I can't see. This is just normally not how this goes. I, um, what's my total? Wait, I, I, normally, normally what happens is I say something like, can I have pizza fingers? What? I think we got those. I think that's the thing. Hold on, hold on. Garden, do we have, do we have pizza fingers? Gordon just gave me the finger. Who's Gordon? It's a fried cook, I think. I don't know. 
are you sure you haven't seen a kid that normally works in this window? That's, that's, that, listen, I don't, I don't know. Uh, 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 uh Mr. Mayor, Mr. Mayor, um, uh, 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 Hunter Biden, I see him, he's out front. Uh, he's, he's out, he's, he's out, he, he's out front, the, you gotta get out there. Get out, get out, Mr. Mayor. Kid, are you in there? Kid, are you okay? Hello, welcome to McDonald's. Can uh, I take your order, please? Oh, thanks. I'll have pizza fingers. Mmm. Welcome. Mmm. Gross. Welcome to Says Who. Yum, 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 yum. <laughs> Rudy makes the very back top of my throat. It's not good for you. Dan, I've said said welcome to says who. Oh, I forgot to say the podcast that isn't a podcast. It's a coping strategy. I'm Dan Sinker. And I am confused Johnson. (laughs) Are you? I feel like I'm back in that frame of mind, Dan. Mm-hmm. Where at all times I feel just a little bit drunk just yeah. because of life. <laughs> Sounds right. No excuse. No reason. But I, mean, I guess there's a lot of reasons. There's a lot of reasons. And it's just it's a just a kind of. Uh... Yeah, that sounds right. That is exactly uh, that is exactly how I feel. I also have the really weird thing so the teen maureen johnson went back to school yesterday what in person school the last time he was in that building he was a freshman and now he is a junior march 2020 yeah all of last school year what was now it like? Well, the weird thing is all day today, because he only had like a little mini day yesterday. It was like three hours long. But today he left at his normal school time and he'll be back at his normal school time. And um, I have spent the entire day expecting him to come out of his bedroom at any time. And have even popped my head in a couple of times to be like, hey, what's going Oh, right. You're not here. It's uh, it's weird. It's weird. He is um, he is fully vaxxed. Most of the kids in his school, as far as we know, are fully vaxxed. The, the community that we live in is extremely high vax rates, like 85 percent. It's wild. Um, they all have to wear masks. And uh, so, yeah, so he is back. And hopefully that was the right decision, but it is weird to suddenly have him not here all the time. You know, it never, it occurred to me, but just now mentally putting myself in the place of a high school student who has not been in person school since March of 2020, there's a pandemic going on that's being badly managed. Yep. Things could change at any second. Yep. You spent your whole life having, say, active shooter drills, et cetera. Yeah. And they're like, now just sit there and pay attention. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's about right. I it's it is going to take a lot. They have they made a bunch of adjustments um, for when they went remote. That a lot of them they have kept uh, even as they come into in person again. One of which was changing the entire bell schedule. So instead of having nine classes in one day, you have like four and four and a lunch. Um, So like your Tuesday, Thursday schedule and your Wednesday, Friday schedule are different Then Monday is like a weird day where you go to every class for like 20 minutes or something. Um, And that's great, except that when it was remote, a lot of that time was asynchronous. And the teen yesterday was like, I just realized that I have 85 minutes of English. (laughs) That kind of thing, which is going to be. And is surrounded by people. Oh, yeah. That all look different. He came back from yesterday and uh, we hang out afterwards. Like Janice and the little one were out in the yard and I came up from work and uh, he just sat down and he had this like 500 yard stare of just pure. (laughs) Pure exhaustion. Yeah, it's going to be a lot. And then did he just fall asleep? He was real tired for the rest of the day. And I can't even imagine how tired he's going to be now coming back from a full day. But I think that's I think a lot of people, whether they are going to school or teaching school or going to an office or that sort of thing, are having that. That realization of like, oh, this stuff's. Hard and tiring and out of practice. Yeah. And the little dude? The little dude is still home. The high school starts a week and a half before the younger grades. So we are in basically Janice and I are in a constant state of we're not sending him. We are sending him. We're not sending him. We are sending him. And I don't know how we resolve that. But um, yeah, we we need to make a decision soon. There is not a remote option. So to not send him means that we are actually withdrawing him from the school and having to fully homeschool until, you know, our thought is, well, vax for kids these age are maybe coming in a few months. So we could probably hang on till then but uh yeah it's hard it's a very hard decision i was up until two in the morning trying to write about it for esquire so i am uh, a little bit foggy headed now hey dan yeah think fast catch yeah <laughs> do you like writing i don't i don't like writing mm. but it's what i do apparently I've had that same conversation with real monkey's paw situation there. Yeah, you're good at it, though. I guess I uh, I have I have I've written this thing for Esquire and um, and now the Atlantic wants a piece as well, which is very fancy. That is fancy. And um, and I'm like, how did I how did I accidentally end up in this situation? (sighs) Well, Dan. But how are you, Maureen? That's I'm what all right. I want to know. Aside from feeling a little bit unfocused, um, I'm trying very hard to focus. I have to finish 
I have to write a book. So I'm writing a new mystery. So it requires a lot of extended thought. Right. So that means I've been trying not to look at anything. Right. Which I've gotten a little bit more in practice of that. Um, the not compulsively feeling like I have to look at something. Yeah. So it's a little bit better. Um, it's good, but there is that feeling like something is happening every 15 seconds. I think it's because something's happening every 15 seconds. Yeah. So that's probably where that's coming from. That could be. I think that might be might be why. But Dan says mm-hmm. Hufia is stressed and we've got to we've got to help him out. Yeah. The Facebook group is uh is a heck of a coping strategy for a lot of people that yeah, are it's, uh, it's tough right now. That are stressing. They uh, have kids going to school. They work in schools. They live in places whose positivity rates are truly terrifying. I will say, Dan, I was. So yesterday was the day that the man, the proud boy on the New York City subway on the Q train was verbally assaulting an older woman for wearing a mask. And she kept saying, please just get away from me. And he was like looming over her and trying to freak her out. And then he said, well, you don't want to wear a mask. And he's like, I love freedom. And then he started just chanting 1776 hmm. while wearing a Union Jack pin. It was super funny. And then, I mean, not the threatening part, the fact that he was chanting 1776 while wearing a Union Jack pin. That's just funny um, because they're stupid. And <laughs> um, then the internet just ate him, just ate him whole, like, Bones and all just opened its <laughs> giant, its giant unhinged its jaw and swallowed him within 15 minutes, like a like a sea monster that just kept out of the came out of the deep. Like, do you ever see that movie, um, Deep Blue Sea, where the shark comes up and just bites Sam? Is it Samuel L. Jackson or LL Cool J right out of the? I think it's Samuel L. Jackson. He's in the middle of a speech and a shark just leaps up out of a tank oh. while he's in the middle of a speech, grabs him and pulls him under, and he's dead. That's what it was like when the internet came for this guy. And also resulted for a super weird day for the brand CarMax. Oh, right. Because he worked for them or had worked for them. He had worked for them. And, you know, I I feel for just the people that get jobs in social media at just places. You know, you're just like, I work at a just some company. They've put me in charge of their Twitter account. They must go to work every day going, please, 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 please. Nobody do anything weird. Please. Oh, just please. Nobody, just everyone be cool. Oh, oh, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? So shout out to all the social media managers out there. Um, for as stress relief yesterday, I would just, when I just was a little out of it, I'd be like, I'm going to go back and watch the internet. Keep eating that guy. Oh, it's still <laughs> chewing. It's still chewing. Oh boy. He's crunchy. So many crunchy so many crunchy proud boy bones. <laughs> well, Maureen, speaking of the internet, mm. Rudy Giuliani achieved his final form and finally joined Cameo. Oh, Dan. Oh, God. When you, when you sent me that news, I, could just, I couldn't see you because it was a DM, but I could see the look on your face. It came to me from the teen, and you should have seen the look on his face. <laughs> he was very, 
very excited. Oh, he had a scoop. Oh, he had a big scoop. Yeah, for $400, you can get Rudy awkwardly struggling to read your birthday greeting. Wasn't it 150 in the beginning and then he found it out- It is jacked way up. Yeah, it was it was 150 and then it was two something and now it's 400. It's $400 today. Oof. Well, probably worth every penny I would imagine. It's um it is remarkable. One would assume when you do cameo, you would put your best up yep. as your example ones. And the amount of umming and blinking and adjusting eyesight to be able to get the reader part of his glasses into focus as he moves is truly remarkable. But the most remarkable, Maureen, was the one I came across today, which was an engagement greeting that he put up. And it is so romantic and heartwarming that I think it might be worth a reenactment. Oh my, is it time for? Says Hooster Peace Theater. <laughs> Playing the part of Rudith, Rudolph Giuliani. Rudith. Rudith playing the part of Rudith Giuliani, his dancinger, playing the part of bride-to-be Mackenzie, is Maureen Johnson. I can't wait to get my birthday greeting, uh, I mean my engagement greeting. From from my hero, Rudolph Giuliani. I wonder what he'll say to me. Okay, I'm going to turn on my cameo now and listen. Hello, guy. Hello, Mackenzie. Rudy Giuliani, and I'm calling you to wish you the very... <coughs> You're never going to make this. <coughs> Holy cow. This, this, thing, this yeah. thing. Oh, boy, Dan, are you and sure I'm you want... I'm calling to wish you the very, very best on your engagement. And um, can anything be happier, happier time in your life when you're getting engaged and planning a wedding and this whole idea of being a partnership and the two of you together are going to be able to accomplish a lot more than either one of you are going to be able to do alone if you had that kind of love for each other. And uh, so I wish you really, really uh, the, the very best. I understand you're a supporter of mine. And a supporter of uh, President Trump. And I have to tell you, I appreciate that very, very much. Uh, has to be a difficult time we're going through right now watching watching uh, how uh, the astounding incompetence of the way in which um, the withdrawal from Afghanistan has been handled. Whatever. Whatever you think of the decision to withdraw or whether troops should be left behind or some other number of troops should be left behind, which I believe should have been done in any event, uh, it's a totally different thing uh, to not be able to do this withdrawal, okay? I mean, it's as if, it's as if, it, it's, it's as if was they didn't think anything would happen. And uh, it's also, he took four days to get engaged. 
and involved, and he's not even that involved. He came out, he read a statement, he left, and he went back to vacation. And Camp David presidents go to the Situation Room at times like this. But by the way, going into the Situation Room would solve some of the problems he has, which is, you know, communication. Being able to get the information to the right people at the right time. It looks like no planning was done. There was no pre, 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 uh, uh, planned airplanes. No uh, groups that have been put together to aid in getting people out. People would not gotten out at an earlier stage. So you reduce the number of people that would that would that, that would be necessary. Are to you get okay, out. Mr. Mayor? Do you need a breather? I, I'm giving you a heartwarming engagement. Just let me finish. Okay. So uh, this is this is this could be one of the blackest marks in American history. I mean, it makes the whole Saigon thing look, well, I guess that was pretty bad too, but I don't get it. I don't get Biden staying at Camp David. I don't get into the, I'm not going into the situation room and staying on top of it, answering questions about it and hiding for four days, five days. You know, when the Bay of Pigs happened, John Kennedy came out within three, four hours and it took responsibility for it. When the Marine barracks were attacked, Reagan spoke within two hours. And um, even even when when Mr. Um, Mr. Mayor, this uh, is for my wedding. I know. I'm so happy for you. When the aborted uh, mission took place to save the hostages under Carter. Oh, my God. He came out the very next day and uh, explained it and took responsibility for it. He stays locked up in Camp David for four days, never apparently goes to the Situation Room when we see a picture of him sitting all by himself at a table. I mean, I wrote I wrote a book on emergencies. I ran emergencies, you know, any number of them when I was mayor of New York City, including, of course, September 11th. Mr. Matt, do you have any advice on cake? I just, I'm so glad that that you're getting married. When I train people on how to do emergencies all over the world, I've never seen anything as incompetent as this. Has to be something wrong with it. I mean, something wrong with his cognitive ability. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe they didn't want him out front of this, man. They don't want to have a situation because he'll embarrass himself. I don't know what I mean. We're entitled to a president uh, who can okay. function. Is Well, thank you very much, Mr. Mayor, for the message. So I'm just going to go and this try is, on a Listen, veil. I'm really happy for you, but I'm not done yet. We're also entitled to the people around him telling the truth about just how bad this is. Because, uh, if this is a lack of coordination was caused by his mental incompetence or I the fact that they want to hide him I and not having functioned like the president in the talking. situation room because everyone will see very, very He's quickly that he belongs in a nursing home. I know. Then, uh, we I just want to talk serious, about my wedding and he's still then talking. We have a serious, serious problem. Uh, in this I don't country, think he's okay we either. got people that are putting their own self-interest no. out of the good of this country, and even the national security of this country, including his own family. But I, I mean, understand why the family still talking tell right now. He's always he's still made money off Joe being in office. I don't know what to oh, do. By the way, Joe has two. He gets half of all that money. That's right in the heart. I don't know something about Joe Biden. Those are the words of Hunter Biden that he gives half oh, no, the money just to his father Hunter Biden. Joe, for thirty years. So it's God. quite clear that this is uh, uh, this is uh this is influenced money oh, for Joe's Mr. influence. Mr. For Mr. Joe Mayor, Mr. Mayor, what should my what huh? should our first dance be? Well, let me just tell you, it's because no, Hunter, 
Nobody's hiring Hunter for obvious reasons. But I mean, I the know. fact that this, maybe they I don't just, want him even in front of his own cabinet members in this situation. Just, I don't, do I turn it off? It can get pretty tense because it would I be don't know what to do. obvious to just too many to people do. that do he. It. You um, do it. You fucking that, do it. That he. Um, you can't interrupt the um, mayor. That he's not there anymore. I, he's still talking. His family has to know that they don't what care because they're making money. Talking. Look at this whole thing with five hundred thousand dollars. Oh, so when we're married, you're not going to shut up the man for me. Well, if we're going to get married, then maybe you should tell him to shut up. His family is a con artist. Family of mine, you know. Oh, well, yeah. I know that because I have the hard drive. Well, maybe we shouldn't get married. Or so crimes they committed. Maybe we shouldn't get married. Millions of dollars. Oh. They took selling oh. Joe's office from just what? pure out and out bribery. Going but, my um, phone? He's not competent. Oh. He's not capable. How People dare die you? As a result of How that already. People dare died you. There. I do not look like her. Of oh. the confusion and the chaos oh, it. caused by not having organized an orderly it's withdrawal. It's I mean, that's off. the least it could have been forget done. Forget it. Goodbye. So, Take your ring back. Just here, so take it. You have a great engagement. You have a great wedding. If you want to keep up with me and my thoughts about what I was talking about, uh, things like that, I do three podcasts a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You got them at rudyscommonsense.org. You hit subscribe. You get them. They're free. And um, I talk basically about all the things that are being censored and you're not getting anyway. So again, uh, Guy and Mackenzie, good luck. Oh, God it's, bless it's off. you. The wedding's off, Mr. Mayor. It's off. What? The wedding's done. Was it Hunter? I lost grip on Rudy halfway through that. I know. <coughs> What's the? I I never thought you'd be able to get through that whole thing. My word. He talks for five full minutes, Dan, and everybody just stand up where you are, you guys. Just poor Dan. He oh. j- he gave up his larynx for larynx for you, larynx for you, larynx for you, larynx. Direct la- transcription. Yep. Yeah, Dan made me listen to that and watch that this morning. And he just, he goes right, he really just, that's it. Happy wedding. So, you know, here we are in Afghanistan. Hunter Biden, he's got the hard drives. (laughs) It's really when he gets to Bay of Pigs that I think that that's just a beautiful wedding. It really goes when he, and then the Bay of Pigs. Yeah, they could do that as a theme. The bay of like Cuban food, do it on a beach. Nothing more beautiful than a bay of pigs themed wedding. (laughs) Uh, I literally, my jaw dropped when I pressed play on that one, Maureen. The Trumpers are not well done. I wasn't looking for it, but I found it. Well, Rudy needs the money, Dan. That because, he does. Because last week, a U.S. district judge ruled that the billion-dollar Dominion voting systems defamation lawsuit against Rudy, Sidney Powell, and Mike Lindell, our favorite Mike Lindell, can move forward. Yeah. In his decision, the judge, who was appointed by Trump, it's worth pointing out, said, quote, It is true that courts recognize the value in some level of, quote, imaginative expression or, quote, rhetorical hyperbole in our public debate. But it is simply not the law that provably false statements cannot be actionable if made in the context of an election. Wah, wah. Their argument was basically that they can say whatever they want because it's an election. Right. That makes 
a lot of sense. Feel good about how things are. Well, actually, Dan, this is pretty good in terms of how things are going. That one is pretty good where they're like, no, fuck you guys. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, that decision came while Mike Lindell was on stage for his big three day long cyber symposium in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. When that decision came down, there's footage of him getting up and running off the stage while someone else was talking. Uh, the comedian James Adomian, who is an incredibly funny guy, does a Mike Lindell that's better than Mike Lindell. If you've ever seen, <laughs> I have not any of his clips on the on a, I guess it's the Jimmy Kimmel show. That's what they got James Adomian in to do Mike Lindell for that. Um, so just look up James Domian or Mike Lindell imitation. They are so fucking funny. He's just a brilliant guy. I love everything he does. So if you ever just want to enjoy yourself, make sure to watch that. That is amazing. Well, Mike was holding his big three day long cyber symposium morning where he was going to reveal definitive proof that the election was rigged and it was going to be proof so persuasive he promised that there would be no option but to reinstate Donald Trump at the end of it, pegging, of all days, Friday the 13th as reinstatement day. Okay. Did it happen? Ah, spoiler alert, Maureen. It did not happen. Mm. What did happen was such highlights as Lindell yelling at people that wanted to break for lunch on the first day. Right. Explaining that he was going to be up on stage for 72 hours. Right. And if they needed to go eat, well, they were just the weaker person than him. Uh, at one point, he sat there reading computer code line by line out loud. Did he go to the bathroom? There, he, It is a little bit unclear to me what he meant by 72 hours. As far as I know, this was not an around the clock event. Uh, they did have videos queued, including one of his documentaries, which apparently played four different times over the course of the three days. I think that must have been the opportunity to go uh, freshen up a little bit. But he sat there reading computer code line by line for a while. Uh, one of his experts, one of the big things that they were going to show were these packet captures, which is not a thing that you show because they don't look like anything. Uh, one of his experts in this, a guy named Josh Merritt, told the conservative Washington Times that that data was, quote, a turd that the cyber team was asked to polish into a diamond. He promised to produce a Dominion voting machine but only produced a Canon-branded document scanner. <laughs> and by the third day, when it was clear that nothing was happening to a very, very diminished audience, Lindell claimed that, quote, Antifa things and a threat to data streams were to blame for anything significant happening in the entire event. He also claimed that he had been assaulted at the hotel Though later, when pressed, said that he was poked aggressively by someone that wanted a selfie with him. Um, I just have some questions, Dan. Yeah. What, what was supposed to be happening at this event? What is, what is a cyber symposium? Uh, it was supposed to be proof in terms of, I guess, data 
and machines mm. of how I think China hacked mm. the election. Though, as uh, the days progressed, and in interviews that he did, he kind of walked back all of his original charges, eventually said the proof didn't matter, uh, and all of that. So the main point of it seems to have been Mike Lindell staying relevant for another few days. At what point was it into the 72 hours that Mike got his bad news? Bad news that Antifa things had taken his data? No, about uh, Dominion. Oh, you know what? I'm unclear on the actual full timing of that. I think it must have been day one because I think that the Dominion decision went down on a Wednesday and uh, maybe that was day two. I don't know. And how many people do we think showed up to the hotel in Sioux Falls? So the photos that I've seen, it was in sort of a hotel ballroom mm. with large like eight or ten top round tables, right. sort of a wedding style with right. a stage, uh, a stage up on t on front. Day one, those tables looked pretty full. So I would guess in the few hundreds of people, like imagine a large wedding at a hotel in, mm -hmm. say, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. All right. The a number of people that might attend that large wedding. What is that like? 300, 350, That's 400. That's a big wedding, but yeah, three yeah. to 400. Uh, by day three, most of those tables were empty. I would say there was maybe 75 people there. Just sitting there. Just sitting there. I want to know, and I don't want any more New York Times pieces on, here's a person who believes that, you know, Trump's face was burned into their I don't want any of that. But I do want to sit at one of those tables and just find out what's what for five minutes with those people. Like, who who traveled there? What do they think is going to happen? Yeah. I just want yeah. to know. I, I, I would gut that a thing like this attracts a real cornucopia of mm. nutbags. You know, that they're not all coming in for the same reason and they're not all leaving having heard the same thing. Like, I, I get what you're saying, Mike. You know, you, you think that the Antifa is interrupting your data stream, and I think aliens took my underpants, yeah. but we can meet in the middle somewhere. You're the pillow guy. I'm the alien guy. Exactly. Let's work this out. Back in uh, back when I was in college, uh, a friend of mine was working on a documentary about uh, UFO believers. And we went, I helped him. I ran camera. Uh at a symposium in the Twin Cities, Minneapolis. And it struck me just how diverse the group of people was, you know, in terms of the reasons they walked through that door. You know, I expected everyone to sort of be on generally the same page about UFOs and aliens and all of that. But it really just seemed much more like a little beacon for a subset of conspiracy theorists and alien believers and cryptid people and other generalized kind of weirdo folks. All of them just were like, cool, let's go there. Right. And uh, so you had a very, very 
strange subset of things. And I think that that is very much what shows up to a to a Mike Lindell joint. It's like cheers for lunatics. <laughs> yeah. They just want to go where everybody knows their name because <laughs> the government is tracking them. Exactly. Oh, Dan. Anyway, yeah, Donald Trump did not get reinstated on Friday. Oh, man. Have they... Because, you know, that's what doomsday cults do. You know, they set dates, they right. move dates. So the original reinstatement date was supposed to be in May, right? No, March, I believe. March? I, think I it thought was there like, was a May one as well. There was a May one, but that fell after the March one. Okay, so that's what happens with doomsday, doomsday cults. Is so they'll say right. the doomsday is going to be XYZ day, and then XYZ day comes and nothing happens. And they go, oh, we calculated it wrong. It's actually yeah. going to be this day. And then people double down. They're like, oh, okay. And then they show up. Some people fall off, but the people who stay really stay. Oh, yeah. And then it doesn't come. Some people fall off. Everybody quadruples down. And then they, and so do you think they're, they're already setting a new date? I, I actually, I noticed in the notes that I put together earlier today, there was a final bullet point that said, you might think that's the last of Mike Lindell, but, and then I went to research if he has already pulled out a new date, but it right. seems like maybe we are a little too close. I have not seen one. Granted, maybe on his frank social media site or right. whatever it is, uh, it exists there. But uh, I have not, uh, I have not yet seen it. But I'm sure he has consulted with the oracles and come back with a new date. What's going to happen when shit gets real for Mike and Rudy with this lawsuit? That is the real interesting thing. It seems that they really thought they had it in the bag with. Uh, with the argument that you can say anything you want during an election. Right. And it didn't uh, work. It didn't weird. work out. Yeah. Weird how that didn't work out. It seems airtight. So just locked, locked in, but no, mm. those uh, liberal Trump jurists saw right through that one. Wow. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I think it will take a long time now. If the, if the suit is really proceeding, it's going to take a long time and they will do their best to drag it out even longer. Uh, I do believe that they countersued. And so uh, that probably has to see its way through, though my gut is that their countersuit could well be thrown out because I think their countersuit was basically built on I'm rubber, you're glue. The discovery on this is going to be wild. Yeah. It's going to just be just pictures of boobs, <laughs> and pillow stuffing. And I'm not saying who's sending what either. <laughs> Some pants. They sent me his pants. He sent his pants. It reminds me, uh, Maureen Johnson, of the fact that we didn't record last week, which means that we did not see the rapid fall of your governor, mm. Andrew Cuomo. Oh, Yes. What reminded me of that was that uh, after the after the attorney general's report that really sank him, uh, he issued a I think it was an 86 page rebuttal of which I think the last 40 pages were just photographs of him hugging people. I've done that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a wild morning where. There was a flash that said the governor's going to speak at eleven forty-five. We all went gross, 
And then I, we kind of turned on like, what's, what's going to happen. And then he, it, it, it was clearly, he was leading to saying he was going to resign, but he said, so considering, I don't want to put New York through this. So, and then he went on a five minute tangent <laughs> about some other shit and everybody was just clinging with their nails. Like, is he about to resign? Is he about to resign? Is this going to happen? It was like a dance track that you could feel it. Uh, and you knew something was about to drop, you know, just that was, yeah. So he resigned about three hours after a New Yorker article by Ronan Farrow came out about his various misdeeds and trying to bully the White House and how he shut down his own commission on anti-corruption commission. Um, and um, so we, we get in a week, we uh, will have a new governor. Yeah. He 14 day noticed himself and. Um, oh, he so gave two weeks notice. That was he nice. Gave, he gave two weeks. notice. he is still the governor right now. That dude is um, loading up a trunk full of pens. Oh, for sure. Like every posted in New York is going yeah. with him. There's a, just a, there's a U-Haul truck full of yellow legal pads right now. His entire defense was that he is Italian. Sure. You know, they're very expressive people, Maureen. Mm. Uh, so we, that happened right as we would have been recording. Yeah last week but we weren't because dan was somewhere on the road i imagine he's i imagine there's like country music playing and you're behind the wheel and you're just smiling into the sunlight and i'm just sitting here in new york just chomping on eating breaking pens in half and staring at the screen and pointing at it and making a weird like ee noise and um and meanwhile you're just peacefully driving around it's like the Muppet movie, singing, moving right along. Foot loose and fancy free. Getting there is half the fun. Come share it with me. Danny's resigning, moving right along. Um, had to sing that in Glee Club. Did you? I, uh, I, as we have established a lot, I am not, uh, I was not re raised religious at all. But I had a friend who went to Catholic summer camp. And for some reason, for my entire life, I can't even remember the original version of that song because in my head, all I hear is, Bible school is fun, come on and share it with me, which is the way they sang it at Catholic summer camp. Then I was in Glee Club for four years, never sang a note. I pretended. Oh, nice. Um, because I didn't want to sing off key. So I just pretended to sing. Boom, you showed them. Uh, I can't be off key if I ain't singing, motherfuckers. Ha ha ha. Johnson got one over on you. Went to practice twice a week as I was required to do. Did the singer, did the teacher not figure this out? It was a big Glee Club. This teacher was just like, I just about, feel bad for I her. I guess there were probably 50 of us. There's Johnson, the non-singer. You can't tell. if You're going to point it out? No. You can't tell because everybody's like, she, I was just in the clump of second soprano. She really thinks she's pulling this off. Let's just let her believe it. It's going to be great for her self-esteem later. 
I was just very self-conscious then. I, uh, I, for up until middle school, I could not snap. And I thought I had one, I, I thought I had one going over on them by doing a snap thing and going with my, with my <laughs> mouth. So school, it's, you know, you'd get around in music class in school or whatever, and they'd be like, everyone snap. And I'd just sit there going, <laughs> as if somehow <laughs> that was going to be believed. Honestly, Dan, what we've found in the last four years is that that might work on some people. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It, it totally might be a, a viable way of going about things. <laughs> Um, well, Dan, obviously there has been some other more serious news going on this week. We're, I don't think we're going to get into the situation in Afghanistan because it's too much. Yeah. I just feel like if we didn't mention it, it might sound weird. Right. But I think we were both like, we, we can't handle that remit, I think. I believe that the notes say... And probably Afghanistan, but who boy, what? Yeah. So that's terrible. Obviously, we are fully aware of how terrible that is. But you know what? We, you don't come to us for international politics. You come for us to talking about pants and hamburgers. <laughs> it's true. We know our lane, Maureen. Yeah, it's pants and hamburgers. Got the pants burger lane. That's Got right. That locked in. How many hamburgers do you think Rudy Giuliani can fit in his his voluminous pants? Oh, I thought you were going to say in his mouth. In his pants? Oh, yeah. my. That is, uh, I mean, you really want to up the number. Think about like a White Castle Crave Sack right. of like 20. Mm. I bet he could fit. Let's see. They're about... I've never had a White Castle burger. Uh, I have had a White Castle burger once in my entire life, and um, I was on a road trip with my family when I was little, and we stopped at a White Castle and ate the burger and uh, did it did a drive through. Ate the burger about fifty feet later, pulled over to the side, and I just vomited out the side of the car. Oh, that's that's disappointing. I know. It's disappointing because I am, I love the idea of tiny food. Me too. You know, every part of the White Castle is appealing to me other than the fact that I got sick once as a child. And I should probably look past that and try it again, but I haven't. I've also never had an In-N-Out burger because <sighs> by the time I got to California for the first time, I was had long you been a vegetarian. So yeah, I've never had one. Oh, uh, those had are the good. fries, I think. The fries are terrible. That's the secret of in and out The fries are really bad. Or maybe I had a milkshake because we definitely took, we stopped there the on tour once and I couldn't eat anything. So maybe I was like, I, I'm not getting dinner. So I might as well get a milkshake to coat the inside of my stomach. So I'm not hungry. The trick to an in and out fry is you have to know that you can ask for things done to them. Like, like what? Have them yelled at? Double fried. So like fry them and then fry them again. Or get them animal style, which is with a bunch of toppings on top. Animal style fries are really good. But none of that's on the menu because the menu is only three things. The milkshake trick is one I've pulled many times. If you can't, if you go to some sort of fast food establishment and you can't eat anything on it, but this is all you're going to get to eat. Yep. Then I get to pull the milkshake card because 
you know, I can't have a milkshake with something. It's too much food. It's too heavy. But if this is all I'm getting to eat, then I'm like, you can have the milkshake because that's all your food. There you go. And you're going to be hungry later. Unless, but if you have a big old milkshake, yeah. that's going to fill you up because they, they're fi- I've never understood people that have been able to eat, have milkshakes with their food because I find them so filling. Like they seem to make my stomach expand. Like, oh, yeah. So because there's a lot of milk and a lot of shake. Yeah. Look at that, Maureen. We just like got that car right back on we the got, road. We got where we needed to be. Right in. Just hung a hard U. Yeah, no, we were just like, everybody strap in five-point harness. Let's go. Handbrake turned. You said, Maureen, hold on. I held on. You pulled the handbrake. We, we Tokyo <laughs> drifted that shit. And then we headed right back to Burger yeah. Town. <laughs> Oh, right back to Burger Town. How's your throat, by the way? It's okay. I feel bad because I absolutely, it turns out reading and trying to talk like Rudy is outside of my ability. I I did a good job. I I just feel like there's a point where it was not Rudy anymore. It was just me sort of screeching. But you were reading his actual transcript. You pulled it off. I was reading his actual transcript. I even, I went so far, Maureen, I uh, I got the photo off, or got the video off of Cameo, then ran it through an auto-transcribe system, and then watched it back and corrected it just so that it Dan, was as accurate Dan, as possible. Dan, this is, there's got to be a better way of doing life. There's just, it's not, those are not good choices. <laughs> Seems fine. You're really missing your son. I have a lot more time. Well, don't worry, Dan. Soon you'll be homeschooling. Yeah, that's true. I think you're probably true. I I think you're probably going to be homeschooling. We um the district held their like here's our plan, and at one point they had a slide about what were good and what were not good masks, and it included guidance that you shouldn't get N95s because those need to be saved for medical professionals because they are in short supply. And I thought to myself, this is a slide from last year because that's no longer the case. Unless it is again, is it? No, it's not. Okay, there's good. A, there is a real glut of N95s in the world now because everyone and their mother switched over to making them and importing them. And uh, no, they are very easy to come by. And uh, they are, in fact, one of your best protections against Delta. So I was excited to see them just (sighs) telling parents of their unvaccinated children that a homemade cloth mask was great. All I know, Dan, I assume that by next week we're going to be tuning in. You're going to be making homemade puppets. Probably. Because you won't have Zoom kindergarten. Oh no! I just saw him yeah. drift. You guys, Sorry. I saw, I saw his. I was just he, thinking about as that. As soon as I said that, guys, yeah. he just went his away focus for a minute. Snapped, and he just he. I watched it happen. Yeah, Dan doesn't live here anymore. Oh, says who? <laughs> no, I'm it's sorry, Dan. Quick, you. back in the car. Pull the handbrake. We're going <laughs> back. <laughs> Burgers, Dan. Think of your favorite burger. Find your favorite burger. Find the happy burger, Dan. Find your burger. Uh, I did have very good Culver's on this trip. There you go. There's, there's a, there you go, big guy. 
with a with a concrete. So I will admit, I will fully do a shake and a burger. It's the way to go. Uh, there you go. That's better, isn't it? Says who is made possible by you. Through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who, where every Sunday, if you give it that five or $10 a month level, you get a whole new episode of says who me and Maureen talking to you, just to you, just to you at patreon.com slash says who. And if you give it that $10 a month level, you also get a sticker every month in the mail as a part of the says who sticker club. I still have uh, not finished the design for the August stickers. And now I'm thinking back to burger town might be the way to go back to burger town, baby. That's right. Yeah. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo is designed by Darth. You can contact us at says who podcast on Twitter. You can email it. Hey, that is H E Y at says who podcast.com. Join the discussion and the commiseration on Facebook at slash group slash says Whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. If you want to join the fan run discord server, you can also go to tinyurl.com slash says who discord. Spread the word, subscribe, leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And you can join us next Wednesday, August 25th. Do you know the year's over in like three months, Maureen? Uh, well, I don't think that's right. So September, October, four November, months. four months. But that's not that's not acceptable. No. August 25th will be our next episode. And from my basement in Chicago, I am Dan Sinker. And from... New York City. Burger Town. <laughs> I remain your friend, your confidant, your a writer you know, uh, a person on the internet, a presence, a uh, the other half of Dan and Maureen. <laughs> uh, the... I'm just trying to think of some other stuff I might be. I get it. I got nothing. That's all I got. This has been. No, I didn't. I, I get to say that. Okay. You want to say it. Go ahead. You sound no, like you're fine. Were, okay. I, I wasn't excited. I was just trying to wrap it up. You were just trying to bring it to a close. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you want to, mm-hmm. you want to, you want to, you, you're good at it. You're best. You're better at it. You're better at it than me. This has been. Uh, but I really would like to do it. So. I mean, it's just all you okay, got to do this, is. Yeah. This. There you go. I can't. You got it. I'm too nervous. No, you do it. You do it. You, you know do what? It. You, know, you, you do know what? It. I've what? got a solution. What? We can do it like Glee Club. I'll say it, but you mouth it. Okay. This has been Says Who. And I really did mouth it, you guys. You did. She did. You did perfect. I didn't know. I didn't know it wasn't you saying it. Liar. <laughs> <laughs>